0: This is Christina Dam, and this is the Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi, welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Uh, today we have a special guest. She's been doing spiritual work, transformational work, teaching and spreading her um. Just plentiful of knowledge about healing and actualizing unconditional love. Since I mean, even before I was born. <laughs> exactly,
1: that's true. <laughs>
0: uh, it's it's such a pleasure, you know, to be with somebody that is really walks the talk and has so much to share and I'm excited to see where we go with this podcast today because there's we left it a little bit open so that we could talk about whatever kind of comes about because there is so much that she shares and so much knowledge that she's gained over the years and channeled from multiple lifetimes before this so welcome Marilyn Isaac Hoffman
1: thank you so much I'm so honored to be here I really am this is wonderful thank you
0: so anything that I'm, I missed in that uh, describing and introductory yeah, of that's, yourself? That's, that's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> do, do you want to, you know... Um I like to dive in a little bit about where where you're from, a little sure. bit about uh, kind of your beginnings. I mean, you were you're pretty much the first, uh, let's call it, psychic intuitive on TV, even right. you know, Absolutely. like and
1: yeah. So you just I, I call myself like a pioneer. I was I was around before the new age movement was even kind of heard of or popular, mm-hmm. and it kind of started beyond that. I can remember my birth and where I was before. Okay, it's kind of an interesting. So I came in with what I would call conscious recall. I found that later from being very familiar and connecting with. The Dalai Lama and different people, they said, "Oh, that's conscious recall." You, you know, you you, mm-hmm. you brought so in other words, I kind of brought with me, and I think more people do than than they are realize it. But you bring through uh, consciously more than you might know things, ability. Some people are born; they can paint beautiful pictures, or people can write music, or I apparently for many lifetimes have been on this path of healing of intu- using intuition, teaching. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was born in Connersville, Indiana. My father was a beekeeper. So I was Cute. born in 1948, so I'm 70 years old. I don't feel 70 like... 70
0: years young. 70
1: years young, yes. Um, and from the time I was this big, I just always knew things, felt things, would tell people things. Um, had na- I thought it was natural. My dad and I would walk through the woods, and wild animals would come up to us, and I just thought it was, everybody could do this, right? It yeah. Just, so it was just natural, which was kind of odd for the early 50s. Yeah. And my mother was a school teacher, so I think when I would tell her things when I was two or three years old about Egypt or different, they, they thought, she really has an active imagination. <laughs> she, she's, she's different. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's different. She's different. She's yeah. So yeah, and I would call Indiana in Diana. And they're going no it's indiana i go no it's indiana like the goddess you know (laughs) so i kind of knew things but didn't even know that i you know you don't know when you're a little child you just kind of you're aware, self-aware of certain things right? yeah and,
0: you, and if you think that yeah. that's normal because that's the only thing you know right you know, there's nothing to right kind of say hey no other kids are seeing that but what was that experience for you when you did start school and stuff and oh, starting yeah. to in- interact with other kids oh and that, that like, was
1: amusing <laughs> you're like wait my be, reality of the world is very I would, different than theirs I would kicked out of people's houses i would go visit like well we, we first lived in town before we moved to the country when i was like in the second grade and we'd, I'd be at kids' houses, and I would go and talk to the adults, and I'd go, well, how's Karen? And they're like, how do you know who Karen is, right? I would just, so they would be like, oh. And I would tell kids things. And what did get kicked out, but they were kind of like, okay. okay. And I learned early on from my parents, the, back in the 50s, it was very popular to go to supper club things where four or five couples every Friday would take turns going to different people's houses, and cook food. Okay. So I think one, I I didn't have a brother till I was five and a half, so I was the only child, so I don't think they had a babysitter. So all I remember, I remember going to this people's house, and I was really bored. I was the only child, there, and I was sitting next to this man, and it was all couples, and I go, how's Janet? <laughs> Everybody stops eating. I said, you know that blonde woman that you see once a week? Yeah, and I had no clue. Of course, I didn't see why he saw the woman, fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a little child. But I just knew, so I'm getting kicked under the table. And my parents, I'll never forget it. They go, you don't always tell everybody everything that you see.
0: Wow. Yeah. So were your parents supportive? Because, I mean, but, they had right, at that point, like, been like, do, okay, I, there's too many coincidences right, that...
1: My mother was a magical person in the sense that she lived on faith. She was very faith-based. She came from an all-Dutch community up in northwest Iowa and went to college in the 40s and went to, she wanted to go to China to be a missionary. They sent her to Kentucky during, because the war was going on, um, so she couldn't go to China. That's where she met my dad who was like this crazy mountain guy who was a moonshine maker. She came from this really conservative. So it was, it, But she was very, in a sense, she always went on faith. She always, she said God always guided her. Spirit, Holy Spirit always guided her. Mm. And then my father, same thing, when he was five years old, is when his first beehive came to him. So and I, found, I didn't find out that I was an adult that my grandmother, who I adored, she died when I was very young though, she actually people would come to her from all over this remote they lived in this really remote part of Kentucky you know dirt floor cabin kind of thing right um to be for for healing and she she knew she read kind of tea leaves or she knew she would tell people things
0: because ah, her nice. mother
1: was native american
0: so perfect yeah. family to be born into so it's kind of <laughs> dna
1: and spiritual dna yeah,
0: yeah. it's interesting and and allowing for the environment for you to really right. you know because as you were saying a lot of people might come in with that ability or that knowing but right. they're shamed or made wrong or told yeah. that, that that's not so sad. not okay or that they're making stuff up to the point where they suppress it they turn it off and then you know years later they might join on their spiritual journey and start to uncover things and realize that
1: oh yeah that's what I was doing as a kid exactly yeah kids i think till like 7 or 8 are very open until yeah. they get shut down, right? Mm-hmm. I think children. You know, if the Gnostic Gospels say, you know, except you become a child, you can't enter the kingdom, and it's about that mm. innocence of the child. Of, but we all have that innocent child in us that yeah. we can integrate into our adult self. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I ever grew up. I felt I still feel like I'm like five years old, but that's okay. Well, I I don't I, I don't know that's how it's I a feel good like. One, the right?
0: pe- People should be like that more often. I mean, what is grow up or not grow up? I mean, we're just playing a game called life, anyways, right? And so it's just like you put higher imaginary stakes because it's all irrelevant, anyways,
1: (laughs) right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, when did you feel like you
0: first? Oh, look at this, turning the, oh, turning the table. I always like to have conversations. Uh, this is
1: good.
0: No, I, uh, you know, it's interesting. Like, even even when I was little, I would always sit out in the backyard and look at the stars and mm-hmm. feel like they were my home.
1: Isn't that true? Yes, you know? I had that experience. Yes. And, like, lay on the ground. Lay on the ground. And, and,
0: and, I mean, we had a small yeah. house with yeah. a big family. So, oftentimes, I'd even make, a, like, a fake tent in the backyard and sleep out there. I but, tents. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. had a clothesline and we had tarps, yeah, yeah. Oh and God. so I would drape the tarp over it and put it put some rocks, and I would sleep in there. And that's it was also so my cool. savior because you know I shared a room with two other people, you know. Oh, yeah. So it was like, okay, I'll just sleep outside, and nature was my thing. And then I was like, okay, that's I don't relate. So, cool. so it started then, and then you know,
1: I love that, but because I think that's the way people who are born very self aware, we look to the, we remember mm-hmm. where we came from. It's natural to be looking up yeah
0: yeah it get lost for hours uh, upon hours and just like lay there and
1: I would do that in my in our house too I would be so bored sometimes I would pretend no I know I wasn't pretending I would pretend that the whole room was on the ceiling Mm -hmm. and that I that I was up there on the ceiling wow (laughs) looking down and I think children do all these things I think we just don't you know yeah people don't talk about it yeah. But I, I love that. That's really Because, I mean, it's really, really
0: cool. only the barrier of our mind that puts the constraints <sighs> on everything, right? Yeah? Absolutely. So I say, like, why people can in martial arts just cut through because they don't see that the... There's no barrier. They're, they're, they're not there, and right. they they go right through the, you know, big bricks and everything. And I wonder how much more we could do if society didn't...
1: Well, that's my whole thing about, I feel like we fell through fear, not through sexuality. We fell through fear into the illusion of separation in the garden. And I really think the meaning of the garden is when we were in the garden, and I believe that the garden is still here. I don't think it's like, I don't think we have to die to go to heaven. I think that the garden is still here. And when you clear your fears, you, you see it, right? But when we ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's the left brain, right brain. Yeah. That's duality. Right, and that's when we became. Oh my God, I'm going to die! I I need to kill something to eat something. Nothing, when we in the original Garden state, nothing has to die to live. Mm. And so when we felt when we we are the tree of life. If we are microcosmically, our bodies are. You know, we are the tree of life. Or like walking trees. That's one of the best spontaneous gu- guided meditations that Spirit gave me a long time ago. In one of my oracle teachings. And I use I, I use it a lot. We're walking trees. So I just tell people to feel like there's roots coming from the bottoms of their feet that root you deep into the earth. You're a walking tree. So you're always deeply connected with the mother, which you're mm-hmm. also from the stars. You're from the divine father from the mm-hmm. from the star. And you're there's a star that connects you. And if you always think about that, that you're deeply connected and rooted to the earth always, no matter what the outer world tries to tell you how poison the earth is, how dangerous the earth is, how she's dying. She's not dying. Yeah. As a matter of fact, she's ready to
0: shake, She's ready to die out ready, she's kill She's ready
1: us. to shake the parasites <laughs> off her, so she's ready to do. And I think you know? that's that. I think that's what that wind the other night was pretty fierce. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. That's all that. It's all moving now. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, Mother Earth will continue until oh, yeah. you know until our sun blows up. Then there might be a different yeah. thing going on, but you know,
1: that, I think that's that same stuff. I think there's always natural things that happen of life, death cycles of death, rebirth, and of course, and but I think it doesn't take everybody getting it. You know, if you look at hist- historically the Earth, they say five, six, seven times, who knows, alternately has been almost destroyed by fire and water, mm-hmm. and the great flood was the last, the last one. And, but it just takes a few righteous people or a few people who are actualizing unconditional love, who are getting, holding the light, then how serious the earth changes are, it's mitigated. Yeah. And we, and so when you're doing, we you are and do light work, we've talked about you come under psychic attack. I mean, there's no doubt. And for people out there that don't think that's real. Come on, look what happened to Jesus. But anybody that spoke the truth has been persecuted. So, we—it's yeah. an interesting time. So the more people can—it's about how we treat one another. It's about actualizing unconditional love. It's not—you um, know—reading about it. It's how we treat our ourselves. How we treat each other.
0: So, talk to me a little bit more about that because I know one of your your biggest teachings is actualizing yeah. that unconditional yeah. self love. Yeah, absolutely. Or unconditional love in general. So, yeah. um, let's share a little bit. Like, what do you mean by that? And because it, it, there's you know, there's those nominal phrases that right you know, like,
1: exactly. It, to me, when the word actualize I started using it in my stuff about twenty years ago, and it's not a concept. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is not a trial run. So everything that we're doing, this is it. You do it, right? It's not walking away and wishing I would have done this, wish I would have said that. The more you move the fear... When you're fear-based, you want to control or be controlled, basically. Mm -hmm. That's just what happens, right? When... Scriptures talk about this. Perfect love, and to me, I think they're meaning unconditional love, casts out all fear. Yeah. So when... And that's why we love animals so much, because they teach us about uncon- actualizing unconditional love. They love us whether we pet them, feed them. Um, we I can don't know, give-
0: my little Chewy. <laughs> yeah, maybe He goes, ma, 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 ma. Exactly, right? <laughs> no, but, but it's so easy
1: to connect with animals, right? And, and babies, or to receive and give, yeah, right? No. And it's being in that state of happiness, of where you don't see yourself as separate. So it's like the golden rule do unto others like you'd have them do unto you but actually feeling the oneness getting rid of the illusion of separation because that's really is that going back to that point of origin where did i first start to separate out yeah where did i first start to move away from the idea that there isn't just one body of holy spirit yeah that's where the trouble comes in, is where we fell into yeah, that separation.
0: And then separation creates fear, because then it, it yeah. breeds this inability to trust. And then there's and this... And my God's
1: better than yours, and killing you. in the name of, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And
0: even just an attachment to expectations or outcomes, yeah. like this is what's best for me or the situation. And then it breeds this yes. agony and misery when things don't turn out the way. And then there's a fear that maybe it won't turn out the way that you right. want. And then people don't do. I really like what you said, and I think that it bears being repeated that this isn't a dress rehearsal, a rehearsal or, a trial that, run. or a trial run. This is this is this is the real thing. I think a lot of people say one day, maybe someday, oh once I accomplish this, once yes. I do that, then I'll start living my life having that. But that really resonated, Good. you know. Like, but I feel like you know having it's that real. be reset. Thank you.
1: Know? you. Yeah, because I love that because it's so. It's, it's, a true, it's, it's one of the truest things. It's really what karma and dharma are. Okay, It ties into, because people ask me all the time, what's the difference between karma and dharma? Mm-hmm. Karma is for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. Or if you skip a rock on the a pond, it makes a ripple, right? Everything we think, feel, say, and do goes out into a rate of frequency or vibration. Mm-hmm. That's what the Akashic records are. People make a big deal about reading. Yeah, there's a living vibratory record. Yeah, the Bible and different religions call it the living book of life it's the Lamb's book of life or the living mm-hmm. book of life it's, it's a real thing so what Dharma how karma works is, it pulls us in through familiarity mm-hmm. so many times we'll think something is awesome and we go oh this is great and you go Oh no, this is familiar. <laughs> well, it's comfortable it's because comfortable. So, yeah. I know this. And or you meet somebody and you think, oh, they're way different than the other person was. But if you haven't healed something within you, right? Yeah, just it's mirroring it's come, same comes mm. right back up. So the yeah. more whole you are, then you attract homeless. So what I learned a long time ago, try whatever you're doing, instead of walking away. Because you're going to have this Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. you're going to have to repeat it if you don't. So Dharma is whatever moment you're in, you fulfill that moment. And there's no karma from it. Mm. And there's beautiful moments of that that happen and can happen. That's why I really know that. Uh, that's where Christians get the whole thing about being saved and being... You can have moments of this real transmutation and light that comes in, right? But you can have them all the time. Yeah. I like the whole thing of die, I die daily you know different scriptures talk about that dying daily, dying to your old so you be, so you're fresh don't so change things change so often. so if we get stuck, we keep repeating the karma right because the familiarity. So what I try to do all the time, every morning, every night, I want I surrender and I go, you know what I want only my highest good. I want only whatever my divine blueprint is I have used my free will which is a wonderful gift. And I've gone kind of astray sometimes. i dealing with that karma, and I I, I, I get it. I'm not going to judge myself or judge other people, but I know I have. You know, I've had there's certain things I'm living out because I made certain choices. That's one of the greatest gifts is free will, right? In yeah. co-creation with God. So, the more the older I've gotten, it's been like, okay, let's just surrender. I, I only want the divine blueprint. It's not like a blind faith. It's more of a knowing faith. Yeah. And it really helps to do that. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times our lower mind will think we know, and it's really part of our ego, and we'll think, oh, no, I know this to be this person or this thing, or I've learned through the years that that might be the lower ego. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe there's something much better that's going to come along, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a, that's that that's yeah. that trust and that if we go back to what you were talking and I love that a lot of your work and I've had the privilege of working with you, is that point of origin. Yes. Right. And so where he, was the seed
1: planted? Where right. was the seed
0: planted? Where it was the separation took? And because if you really get that you're connected to everything, yes. And that you are one with everything, then you know that everything on some level is divinely perfect. Exactly. Right. And to, then you can have trust. Then you can be like, "Oh, this fell apart, so that this could work out," you know. And there's not that fight in exactly in, in hard friction,
1: right? Because I think what happens too, you know, so many people they they, they want to cut cords. And a long time ago, Holy Spirit said to me, "No, we have you have to go back to point of origin because if you cut a cord, it's like going into a garden with a weed whacker and cutting weeds down; they're going to come back up." Mm-hmm. You've got to go back. You've got to go to the root system. So when I work with people and work with myself, I try to go, okay, where did I first feel this? Because most of what activates anybody in any given moment now is a tip of the iceberg of more ancient patterns, more ancient mm-hmm. events that just have happened over and over and over again until they've reached a boiling point. And that's what's happening now. That's why people are so angry and so intense because uh, we're being forced to heal. Yeah. So what you want to do when you feel a major activation, and instead of being in that karmic reactive loop, right? The familiar mm-hmm. loop. You want to go, okay, where have I experienced this before? Who does this person remind me of? This is, is, Was my mother like this? Was my father like this? Was keep yeah. going back down into it? And the more you do even on your own, people, you can, you'll can you start to remember things. You'll start to go, whoa, okay, yeah, I remember this, I remember this, I remember this. Because so much when we stay in the reactive place, and that's really how kind of the dark forces work, is to keep us confused between the left brain and right brain. This is bad, this is good, this is, whoa, yeah. this world of duality, right? So the more you you go back into where's the familiarity, where is this leading me, where is does in consciously doing it, you'll have dreams, you'll start to on your own even remember past life, which you might past life experiences or other things from other times will come up. Then you can know that it's the great secret of the saints and masters, they don't take things personally. Yeah. That when you heal those wounded places, of course you still fill the wounds, right, if, you, if they haven't yeah. healed. They
0: have to take time.
1: It takes know. time. It's like Jesus, before he was called the Christ, even Jesus, when he was abandoned by the, all the disciples, except for the women, except for it's true, except for Marys, I feel very connected with Mary Magdalene and with Yeshua and all that time. Um, even the last thing he said, one of the things, if you want to look at it symbolically, allegorically, or real, however you want to perceive it, um, he, he was abandoned. He had to go through death, hell, and the grave. Just it's an alchemical journey that we all go through, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he said, you know, Father, why have even you forsaken me? And in that moment, when he felt that God had even forsaken him, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing that one of my oracles about 30 years ago that came through so strong as a, a vision I saw. And I was like, and I, and, I, and I shared it with people and it just brought tears to my eyes because it was like, of course. When yeah. that, as humans we feel abandoned, we feel rejected, we feel let down. But when you finally go to that nth degree and to yeah. that nth degree of that original separation, fear, and you go, oh my God, no, this isn't personal yeah because they don't you know like they don't know what they
0: do we went through life and we've done things to other people places things and circumstances that we're living from one narrow mind viewpoint. and then when you you can map yourself you know most people have parental issues right in some way shape or form no parents were perfect because no parents were ever designed to be that way Mm -hmm. there you grow and you learn from the mistakes and the challenges just as much as the gifts but there's this longing or desire that people often have that if only my parents were like this or they did this one thing to me that I'm like, oh
1: magical thinking, you know, you
0: but know. then if they can actually take a moment to actually put their self and their parents' point of view yes. in their shoes, it's like some people don't realize, like let's say if they, they had their parents or the parents had them young, were they oh. still kids trying to figure it out themselves, Absolutely. you know, like, and like my case, my parents had me old, they were done, they were, I was young, mix of six, you know, like, yeah, and, at every and, age, they were a different you know, parent like, teaching. child you know so but you know there's there's where were they because we're all going through a human experience we're all doing our own journey and in that own journey
1: yeah you can't
0: be everything to everybody at every time (laughs) but you're doing the best that you can and i don't think anybody there's a time a long time ago that one of the uh presuppositional um, phrases was you know people um people mean to do good Yes. Right. I believe that. that you know, and that at the core of behaviors that they think they're doing good, even if it's to do good for their own self-servingness, Absolutely. right? Sure. You know, like the guy that has a family at home that ends up robbing a, a gas station because they're hungry and ends up shooting sure. somebody. It's like, well, okay, people can uh, say that was a horrible thing, but from his motive, he was right. trying to provide food and safety Subjective and shelter. reality, every you know, day. and and so it's like. He didn't know what he did and the exactly. damages, you know, in this figurative story, right? Right, right? You know, sure. But I like that.
1: Yeah, and I always tell people because it's something I learned, kind of taught myself a long time ago. Is also as long as we think of ourselves as a role and somebody else as a role, we have negative and positive expectations. Yep. And we all know those stories when you go home for holidays or you go, it's like, oh god, <laughs> this person's going to be this. You know, people revert. Yeah. They kind of revert back to who they were when they were. Yeah. And if you kill off, you don't want to be disrespectful to your siblings or your parents, but think about people within yourself by their first names. Mm-hmm. And don't see yourself as a daughter or a son or a brother or a father, mother. Once you start to break through that, you, you you get rid of your anger that they should have done this or I should be doing this. Yeah, And that's really the true path of Tantra. You know, Tantra, all it means is union. And it's when you can become your own mother, father, brother, sister, lover, savior, whatever archetype that you're looking for in the outer world, when you actualize that within yourself, that's, and that's really what, when the different uh, masters, and I'm going to throw this in because they always had 24 disciples. You know why? 12 were men and 12 were women. (laughs) Yeah, but you five. often you often only hear it's like about the, the 24 twelve. twenty-four hours of the day, there are twenty-four. The, who do you think all those women are running around with the disciples? <laughs> they, they weren't just running around; they were disciples. <laughs> yeah. It's like the knights of the round table. Who do you think, Guinevere? If you look at every there's every woman, there's a match to the twelve. And so yeah. right. So yeah, and the but the uh, there was always the embodiment of. Whoever Buddha, Jesus, uh, they they were the embodiment of the twenty four of the different archetypes, the mm-hmm. male, and female. That's why most saints and masters are very androgynous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the extreme cheerleader, yeah. football player guy. You know? Yeah, it's like a, there's an androgyny that's mm-hmm. there. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I thought I'd just throw that in because yeah. I like that. Yeah.
0: And yeah and you, and you it's so it's so interesting our culture and and even like the way that we retell history and oh. different things because I mean you only ever normally hear about the twelve disciples and from uh, oh, yeah. from Egyptian texts to the oh, Bible yeah. to the te- you know like all of it it's like you know
1: and there were so many women there's so many powerful women. I always think about too how different the paradigm for the last two thousand years we lived with not a dying sexless God. But with Yeshua and Mary Magdalene, and I do believe they were married and had children, as the paradigm mm. of this beautiful couple. She was from one different house of Israel, and he was from a different... It's a marrying of bloodlines, is what I think. And they rep- she was from the, the temples, from the goddess temples and the different things. But it was a marrying of, of bloodlines, and that's a very dangerous was a very dangerous thing back then Mm. and there's a lot a lot of people go into you know who they think Mary Magdalene but I have a lot of insights about that that I they're really interesting but they were I think they were very powerful uh, they were a power couple and that got very disguised and very you know of course and there's Mm -hmm. books written like 16 there's a book called the 16 I think there were 16 previous Gods uh, like Jesus, who were crucified. You know, there's a lot of things you can look back how things were just dumped onto Christianity. You know, by by the Nicene Council by the 400 whatever BC or AD, they wrote out 11 books of the Bible. So if you want to read something interesting, get the book, the 11 books that they wrote out in, in the Nicene Council, and they they're the books that cover reincarnation, that cover. Or wow! Different. Where can we get those? You could, yeah, I've got vast library. Just stuff I bought through the years. Yeah, you could just order it. I think it's actually called the other the other Bible. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
0: amazing. There's
1: there's cool stuff in the Gnostic Gospels, and all of them are so powerful because they were the real teachings, early teachings.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Essenes. and.
0: And now everything's kind of coming back full circle, I believe, um, and that that's you know, exciting and uh,
1: the you knowledge. know, it's
0: it's it's so important to have those teachings of unconditional love, the teachings of all of... The, you know, because that, that, that's really... It's a
1: true thing. path. That's all the, all these people ever taught. They didn't want religions founded after them. They just... They, they lived... They, they did it. They went out and they healed people, and they... by They, they didn't judge people. They, they went into the bars. They went into the whatever. Yeah. yeah. They, they were just being people. Oh. They didn't set themselves up as this person who wants to be worshipped, right? Yeah. And I think if we all would just you know we get some of the concepts here you know people pay it forward or they buy coffee for people that's a great start people (laughs) (laughs) i like that one but it's like keep going (laughs) bought a coffee today (laughs) i reversed that karma i did good i helped
0: humanity But you
1: know and i my everybody laughs at me because i'm always late to stuff because i'm always the one i have this thing with animals i swear i can be driving along and i'm the person that the mom and dad will be walking in front of the car because they know i'll stop yeah. So I stop, and the car stops. So a little text in the little texting or I'll find the lost dog, or the lost. Yeah. And I think everybody has their own path with it, right? With whatever. So I'd say every day is your path. Whatever comes to you, it's how you deal with it and how you embrace it and don't see it as separate from you and be loving and kind.
0: Yeah. Every day is your path.
1: Every day. People go, "Where's my path? You're on it. Every day,
0: every day is day. your path.
1: Yeah. It's not that something to find. It's that, again, that illusion of separation.
0: Yeah. And being okay with your journey. Yeah. yeah you know, like, because yeah, like just there's, there's no rush to get wherever you think you're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because
1: you're pretty much, you're right in that moment with it. So, and if you want out of that moment, the be- that's what I always say. The best way out is in. Is, and that's the surrendering again. Yeah. And that's a tough one sometimes. Sometimes you just have to go... I give <laughs> just to yeah. surrender to, yeah, the highest good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
0: So you know, I know that we're kind of getting towards the end of this podcast. I believe that I there's, love this. A, this I, is so I, I believe we're, that there's many more that we can cover. But you know, I know that we feature you here, and you're going to be doing a few classes and workshops, uh, so uh,
1: and teachings. I, I'm and, so excited! So excited to find a format because for thirty five, for I've been doing my work full time for forty seven years. Believe it or not. And in Indianapolis, in Indiana, for 35 years in the same place, I had a healing center. And I moved here 20 months ago because my son lives here, my son Merlin lives here. So that's why I'm now in Hollywood. I was actually on my way here like 40 some years ago, and that's it's another story. But hey, yeah, you
0: get there when you get yeah, there. there is, so no, there I is had no
1: time karma so. to be here because I, I walked away from huge mass. I'm very well known. I'm very, you know, it was a whole different world there because I did want to travel when, when my son was younger, so people came to me. Yeah. I'm one of the few people back then. I was doing this for anybody who was ever doing it, so I was very established with mainstream, you know, I had TV, radio shows, different things. So it's been a big journey to leave all that known behind and be out here so I'm really grateful to find you we're grateful
0: to have you we're going
1: to liberate ourselves and liberate all of you yeah (laughs) you know
0: liberate liberate yourself by rediscovering yourself Is really what we say here yeah it's true where else can people find you
1: they can find I'm on Instagram Marilyn um the healer is that what I my handle I've heard I have to get a well, handle we'll, we'll put Plus a notate in there for everybody and Marilyn Isaacs Kaufman I have a huge presence on Facebook I know it's just you young people but I went on to stalk my son years ago and all my clients found me <laughs> so I have like, found, wow. I have a big presence on Facebook believe it. And I have a lot of and I, people put my stuff up on YouTube I think you can even go on YouTube and find ancient my TV shows from the 80s, really ancient teachings and stuff. I need to get more organized with doing all that. But yeah, yeah. I'm, but yeah, I, I see. I do personal work with people, do group work. I do, yeah, yeah. Cor- all kinds okay. of stuff.
0: And, uh, and soon uh, lots of classes and workshops here yeah, at Liberate. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know? we're
1: looking forward to it. May 1st.
0: Yeah, we have yeah. one coming up on May 1st. And if you're watching this after then, I'm sure if you just look on our website yeah. at liberatehollywood.com, yeah. you can find a few that, you know, hopefully we can have you at least uh, once ab- a month or I so. That. Yeah, that's what know, I would like to you do. Know? And uh, so there'll be some different beautiful topics and teachings and inside. And as you could tell, you know, even I you know, being blown away by a couple of the just little simple words of wisdom and the phrases that you use,
1: you know. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you so much.
0: And thank you everybody for joining us. Um, if you could do us a huge favor by Leave a comment or review on YouTube, Spotify, PodBeam, iTunes, Ooh. all of those, any of those. You know, if you comment on it, it actually has this thing where it ranks us a little higher, so that more people can find it to be exposed to this beautiful content. Um, always know that we are here to liberate yourself by rediscovering yourself, and so we have lots of classes, workshops, uh, meditations. You can come and visit us in person. We also do distant work, and if you're ever looking for any products and stuff, check out our retail shop that's also online at liberateyourself.com. Thank you.
1: Send you all love and healing light.
0: If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at liberatehollywood all one word, or liberate emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself.